Welcome to the In Awe Podcast, where we amplify women by sharing their unique stories and empower a community through the mission and their message. I am your host, Sarah Johnson, a former school teacher and principal turned author and entrepreneur, living my own leap of faith on a mission to teach masses. Each week, we will feature stories from women who will leave us all in awe of their impact on our world. Hello and welcome to the Ana Podcast and our final episode on this Champions series. Friends, what a month this has been in our world and I feel very blessed and grateful to have had these fresh conversations with the women on this series, championing for their passionate beliefs in their corners of the world. Today's guest is one I literally met this month and her message is one that I needed to process through and hear again in my own world. I believe there's something in this conversation for you too, my friends. Dr. Jackie Miner currently serves as a director of district implementation for Kagan Professional Development. She spent the first 22 years of her educational career in public education, serving as an elementary school teacher, middle school English teacher, K-12 gifted education facilitator, building principal, school improvement specialist, and assistant superintendent for curriculum and instruction. For the past 14 years, Jackie has worked with educators across the United States and eight foreign countries. Everywhere she goes, she finds Christian educators who need encouragement and support. There is no short supply of those who need Jesus. Schools across the world are a mission field for harvesting. Jackie desires to see each Christian educator live victorious Christian lives so that others can experience the peace, love, and joy that only comes from knowing Christ. In this episode, we learn more about Jackie's passionate mission to champion for educators to find spaces of support to live their faith out each day at work. Victorious Educator Ministries is a forum to support, empower, ignite, and encourage educators around the world to live out their Christian faith in the workplace in front of kids, parents, and colleagues. We engage in a deeper discussion about how Jackie came to champion for this ministry and what lies ahead. I am grateful to have had this deeper discussion with Dr. Jackie, and I am inspired by her strength and belief in her commitment to serve fellow educators through her mission. Thank you for joining us today, and I am honored to share with you Dr. Jackie Miner's champion story. Welcome, Dr. Jackie Miner, to the In Awe Podcast. I am so excited to have you featured on the podcast and for my listeners to get to know you better after today. Thank you so much, Sarah. I just, I feel humbled and honored um, to be able to be a part of this. I am really, really excited for our conversation. But before we start, do you want to just share with the listeners who may not know you, um, who you are and kind of what you're up to in this world and maybe where you are from? Living currently in the Dallas, Texas area, I have been um, a lifelong educator for over 35 years. Um, most of my career has been in public schools in different roles from teachers all the way up through administration. And the last 16 years, I've been full-time with uh, Kagan Professional Development. So I do a lot of work with schools and districts across the country. That's what I'm up to as far as my job goes right now. That's awesome. I love it. And um it's a pretty cool progression. And I know, uh, I love how you said, well, I, I'm in Texas currently. <laughs> like I said, uh, when you ask somebody where they're from, depending upon where they're at, like you can get a really long answer to that. So I could tell you were processing through that. And so I love that you explained that that's kind of what you do for your job. And Jackie and I got connected via Twitter. So for my listeners, you're very familiar with the fact that I'm connected there, but also that I have just published this book called Lead with Faith. And of course, my regular listeners are familiar with the fact that I'll speak about that. 
periodically. And it was just a beautiful blessing to be connected, honestly, through kind of a random tweet that I saw Dr. Jackie. And so we have you featured here on the Champions series. And I wanted to do that kind of intentionally because I think there's a really beautiful mission in your message and where your passion lies for your ministry. So would you like to just bring us down the journey and talk to us first a little bit about what um, the Victorious Educator uh, Ministry is, and then maybe just talk about how you came to start that? Okay. Well, I would love to do that. Um, You know, Victorious Educator Ministries um, is a ministry set up to support, equip, empower Christian educators. You know, um, like I said earlier, I've been in education, you know, my whole life. And um, I would have to say it's been probably 15 years ago. I was doing a Bible study, and God just impressed on my heart that there needed to be a ministry to support Christian educators, because I feel like so many times we go into our schools and we just get ourselves isolated. You know, it's like nobody knows what they can say, and they don't think they can mention anything about God or Jesus, and everybody's walking around on eggshells, and, and also it's like we leave Jesus outside, you know, it's like, okay, I've got to go in and do my job. And I just felt like we needed something. We needed some kind of a ministry that would encourage and, and support each other where we could come together and live out our faith in the workplace. And um, that was, like I said, 15 years ago or more. And, you know, when God lays a calling on your heart, sometimes I think Satan kind of jumps in there and says, oh, is that really God or is that you? And, you know, kind of plants these seeds of doubt sometimes. And that's kind of what happened to me a little bit. I was questioning my calling for a while. And also, I have to say that, you know, I wasn't ready. You know, God has used these years to draw me to him. I still have a lot of growing to do, but um, these past Oh, I don't know. I started the the ministry a couple of years ago. So those years were a lot of searching, a lot of um, thinking about what God wanted me to do. And I had a really good conversation with a pastor who told me, he said, you know, Jackie, how you know it's a calling is if there's this constant nagging that doesn't go away. And, and that's kind of what happened for me, you know, God, and it got to a point in my life where God said to me, I felt like in my spirit, he said, are you going to be obedient and launch this or not? You know, Mm -hmm. and I have a tendency to be someone who kind of, I'm not afraid to take risks and try things, but it was like, this was just jumping off into the unknown, you know, and I, I, I didn't know exactly what it was going to look like or what I wanted to do with the ministry. I knew in my, what I wanted the mission to be, but like, what was, how was that going to manifest itself? And, you know, I felt like he just said, don't worry about that. Take one step at a time, do what you want to do, you know, what you feel like you're called to do and I'll take you the rest of the way. And so that's kind of what I'm doing, you know, one step at a time. And he's been very faithful, very faithful. I love hearing that 
story from the, your perspective today and listeners, I will be sure to link the uh, website to check out Dr. Jackie's work in this area with the Victorious Educator. I was compelled when I watched your intro video, it's kind of given the background. And so I'd love to be able to unpack a little bit about what that's started to look like. Um, 15 years is a long time to be, you know, sitting on a calling. And I, I love that vision of that the pastor giving you to saying that if it's just a constant nagging, and I wonder if listeners are hearing this right now and the message landing for them is, hey, you're getting nagged. You better listen. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. So can you just do for the listeners um, this the favor of explaining a little bit? So we're talking about you being a champion for a, a passionate mission that you have for a collective support of passionate educators so that they don't just leave their faith at the door. Um, but I'm curious about what does that look like and what are you uh, accomplishing or trying to accomplish in your mission for this ministry for your the people who join in with it? Well, you know, it's still, you know, it's still in development, you know, it's relatively new. And right now, you know, my hope is that Christian educators will kind of, um, oh, I don't know if I want to say unite, but it's like, you know, I have found in talking with teachers and stuff is that there are other Christian educators in their building, um, and, and, but yet they're not connecting with each other. You know, they're not um, seeking each other out. They're not maybe praying together or, you know, potentially, you know, walking this walk of faith with each other, you know, and I feel like our schools, and I say this in my mission, or it, you know, our schools are a mission field. And there are so many children and so many parents and even colleagues that are struggling or that just need to see the light of Jesus um, shared with them. And we need to feel empowered as educators to be able to do that. We don't have to hide who we are. I mean, if we accept Jesus as our Savior, then He lives in our heart. And the fruit of the Spirit, which is one of my favorite verses, uh, you know, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against those, there is no law. So we can be those kinds of people in our workplaces. And so with my Facebook and my Facebook group, I've just started a new Facebook group. And what I'm hoping to do that is just create a forum where people can support and encourage each other. And then I've also done an event. I did an event, at the very beginning of this, I did an event called Ignite, where we uh, came together and had some, some teaching and some sharing and that kind of time. And I'm hoping to be able to do more of those if that's what God puts on my plate. Um, I also am looking at um, writing a book. And right now mm -hmm. that book is look is going to right now the title is, uh, you know, don't leave Jesus at the door. Something like that is is what I'm working on. And then the other thing is I'm looking at putting together some resources that will help teachers in schools develop what uh, a spiritual learning communities. You know how we have professional learning communities. We have PLCs. 
Well, wouldn't it be mm-hmm. cool if in, in each of our schools, if we had SLCs, if we had spiritual learning communities, where those teachers who um, are Christian educators in our schools can set aside time, maybe just once a week, where they're praying together, they're sharing their struggles together, and um, they're, they're getting into God's word a little bit to just support them. And, you know, those are some things that some ideas and some next steps that I'm working on right now in this ministry. Well, I love it. And I'm here for it. One thousand percent mission is supporting um, Christian educators. It's not promoting Christian educators to convert their students, correct? Correct. You know, I know that we have certain things that we can and can't do in our schools. And and I get that. Um, And I totally understand that. But, you know, um, oh, I had I had another pastor friend one time say that uh, we need to be, uh, you know, we need to be Jesus with clothes on. You know, it's like, you know, we can so many people think that the only way you can share your faith is to orally share it. And, and yes, we need to as we need to be able to share our faith because the Bible tells us that that we need to be able to give a reason for, you know, our love and our joy and our peace and where that comes from. But what I'm talking about is a couple of things in schools is one, when we live out our faith in the workplace, that means we have a joyful spirit. That means we're forgiving of others. That means we're a hard worker because, you know, the Bible says that do everything as if unto the Lord, because that's whom you're serving. So we're not Mm -hmm. lazy employees. You know, that means we're um, we're speaking positively about others. We're not gossiping because we know that that is not Mm -hmm. biblical. You know, we want to say things that are edifying so we can live out our faith by exhibiting like how Jesus would be a teacher, how Jesus would, would uh, live in our, and we can walk in those shoes. And that's what I'm talking about as far as living out our faith in the workplace. But I'm also feeling like that, you know, life's not perfect and we all have struggles and we all have um, times when we feel doubt or fear, or we feel failure and we need to be able to, go to other Christian educators in our workplace that can lift us up and encourage us and support us and pray for us instead of us all isolating ourselves in our rooms, you know? And so it's kind of twofold, you know, um, is I would love for Christian educators to begin to bond and support each other. And then the other side is, to, to let others see what it looks like to be a Bible-believing Christian and, and to have Jesus in their heart. So glad we got to connect um, for my regular listeners and in um, my own personal message. I was timid and fearful myself to write Lead with Faith. And I think for some of the same kind of underlying messages that um, that you're getting at, you know, a couple of things. One is that we, when we are out in the world, uh, we just need to show what different looks like and we're called to be different. Right. But there's the other piece of it that I think anyway, um, added to my fear in starting to speak this message out is that 
you've mentioned Jesus so many times already. I go back and count. Um, and I think that that is a really important um, message that you're giving here as my listeners are listening, whether you are a person of Christian faith or not. I think Christianity itself has so many different lanes and sects with a S-E-C-T, <laughs> right? Oh, for my listeners, yeah, that's the real Sarah Johnson laughing here. But, um, you know, like I was timid and fearful because I could meet Christian A and our views don't necessarily line up the same way as Christian B because what if the person is living a life that's not actually centered on Jesus, but centered on something very different, though we know as the Christian faith that's supposed to, it's Christ. It's, that's the center point. And so I think it's really hard because Christianity um, itself doesn't have a really clear vision for it. Does that is that fair to say, Dr. Jackie, with all these years that you've immersed yourself in this? Well, I think the term Christian is used very broadly. And, um, yes. you know, this your comment there drew me back to an experience I had years ago. I was doing a training in um, New York City. In, and uh, at the break, a gentleman came up to me, and we are still friends today. We were friends on Facebook. We were friends on LinkedIn and still connect periodically. But he came up to me at the break, and he said to me, I have a question. Can I ask you a question? And I said, sure. And, and I think this was the second or third day. It wasn't the first day. But he said, are you um, a Bible-believing Christian? And I hmm. said, um, well, yes, I am. And he goes, I thought so. And we kind of began to talk. And I and he said to me, I had to ask you if you're a Bible believing Christian, because he said there's a lot of um, definitions of what Christian is. And so I always go back to that, you know, um, because for me, I'm a Bible believing Christian. So the Bible is my source. The Bible is my truth. You know, the Bible is unshakable. So that's why I think sometimes we're on different wavelengths is because people mm -hmm. have different definitions of what they they call Christianity. And, you know, for my initially in my perspective, as far as like working in schools and 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 connecting with others that are in schools, our first our first um, call is to, you know, love others to care for others, to um, uh, show the love of Jesus as we as we work. And I think that doors will open where we can begin to have conversations about where, where does our hope come from? You know, where does our peace come from? And then we can begin to direct people back to the Bible. I just, I don't want to advocate getting into big arguments with people and, mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things. Um, Will maybe that happen? I don't know. It, it could potentially happen. But the, the, the word of God has, is my source. If I rely on my own perspective, <laughs> I get in trouble. If I, if I go, oh, well, I'm going to believe that part of the Bible, but I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to believe that part of the Bible. No, I'm not going there because I could be wrong. <laughs> so I'm kind of mm -hmm. an all in when it comes to God's word. 
That's really good. And I, I just, I'm enjoying the conversation about this. Um, and I think that I appreciate what your vision can be and the piece of me that sits back and, and remembers what it felt like kind of having some of these informal conversations at the lunch table with my colleagues. There's just been a, a couple of really pivotal and hard conversations to have. And I will tell you, um, I believe that we are grown and we are pruned and we are forged through fire in big, big ways. And honestly, I'm not that same person I had a conversation. I'm not the same person who had that conversation, you know, 12 years ago that literally turned me away right. from the Christian faith, Dr. Jackie. I'm willing to say like the, the conversation I had with one of my colleagues made me want to just say, forget it all. I can't do this. And so I think there's that danger that could lie there. Um, if we're not careful about um, who we surround ourselves with too, in reg- like none of us have the exact right answer. And I think I wrote about that in Lead with Faith to say that I feel like the more I know, the more I want to admit that I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, th- is that fair? <laughs> it is. But, you know, I think that I have found, it's been my experience that there is an answer in God's word for every question that we have. And mm. I think that sometimes where we... Um, Christians, um, when I heard what you just said, you know, about being turned away or turned off, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's very likely someone was judging you or trying to tell you, you need to do this or you need to do that. And, you know, what we need to do is point people to Jesus and let Jesus do the work, you know, point people, you know, and, you know, what I can, you know, I look back over my career too, and I, Every time I think deeply about it, I think, oh, man, you know, I messed that up Um, Mm. or I wished I hadn't said that or I probably came across to, you know, not just about Christianity, just about anything, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, and so, you know, you kind of have to take a step back sometimes and give yourself some grace, you know, and, you know, uh, ask for forgiveness where you need to and, and, and move on. But I think where I've always struggled a bit is, you know, I think I've, in my past, have just worried way too much about what everybody else thinks and trying mm-hmm. to, you know, walk on eggshells and make sure I don't offend anybody. And, um, and that's good to an extent, but, but I really need to, my focus needs to be on, am I pleasing the Lord? Is my behavior pleasing my savior? Is my behavior pleasing to God, because if my behavior is and my the way I act and I seek to please him first, I think the other things will take care of themselves. I mean, we're not in positions to judge. God's the one that does the judging, you know, and we point we point people to Jesus and, and let him do do the spiritual work that needs to happen. And so that's why I really love that we can circle back in the, at this point. You know, um, I believe that this conversation can be so challenging, um, depending upon where we're at, but I really want to continue to shine the light on the fact that you say, go back to Jesus. And so whether you're a Christian, um, in faith and believer, and you're listening to this message, the thing that I love about that is when we look at Jesus as a leader, when we look at him as a person and an individual in this world, whether you look at him as your savior or not, there are beautiful characteristics of a leader in him that I think people can see and align to. And if you are of 
a faith for the Christian faith, and you know that that's your salvation. Um, and it really kind of creates a freedom when you point it back to him every single time. I know that's helped me because when I, when I go back to that example that I shared, it's when people use the, the Bible for their, I'm, I don't want to say if it's their own agenda or not, but they use words and phrases and um, out of context quotes from passages that really do harm um, to the image of Jesus Christ, who was a very loving and service-oriented individual who reached out to the meek and to the broken and to the imperfect in society and raged against the uh, leaders who believed they knew everything and, you know, the Pharisees and all of that. And I think if we don't turn it back to him, then we, we lose it. And I think that's why it's, it was probably such a challenge for me for so long. And I would imagine many listeners probably have had the same experience. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I think over the last 10 years, I have really, I still have a long ways to go. Let me tell you, I'm still growing every single day, but I have spent a lot of a lot more time in God's word and, you know, journaling and writing and, you know, listening to um, sermons and reading faith. I mean, I've really tried to immerse myself in God's word because what I find is, is that if, if I, if God's word is not my um, dipstick, then it's my own personal thoughts. It's my own mm. interpretations, you know, and the thing is, is like, I think there are a lot of people, Christians out there maybe that are espousing certain things or maybe saying certain things that are not biblical. And it's because they just don't mm. know the word, you know, you have to get into mm-hmm. it and you have to, um, you have to get into it and you have to read it and, and uh, once we ex- ex- accept Christ into our lives, then it becomes a growth process. You know, there's a development mm. process. You know, the Bible says that we are um, always uh, becoming more like him. We are being transformed into his image. We learn about that in Second Corinthians, that um, that is where it's, it's a transformation process. So it's not like we become a Christian and all of a sudden, like we know everything and that, you know, it's, it's just like a relationship, <laughs> you know, when you first get married, you don't know each other at all. And you're trying to learn and grow and, and develop that. And, and then by the, you know, my husband and I have been married over 35 years and now, you know, like we finish each other's sentences, you know, it's like we know each other really well. Relationships take time. And if people aren't in the word of God, then they don't know some of those things and could very well be espousing things that are inaccurate, you know, or that are not biblical. I appreciate that, um, that distinction. And so thank you for heading down that road with me. It's a, it's an interesting and beautiful challenge that I'm one to, I want to take it up you know, for the rest of my life, it's something that for my own leap, I know yours, I love it because your story is that you took, uh, you had this calling and for 15 years you've been growing yourself and, um, you know, you're being prodded to take the steps forward. And for me, those (laughs) that are my listeners know that it was more of a leap, you know, like you're told go and you go. And so that's just, but the different, and I think that the beautiful part is on the backside of 
of that decision, wherever it was for both of us has been growth. And I'm never going to say that just because I listened to a very direct calling on my life and made this big decision that it's been easier. No, it's been harder since. And the challenge remains to continue to be that person that you're speaking of, to spend time in relationship and to be discerning and surround myself with people who are, um, exactly what you're looking to create in a vision, supportive, and um, they don't know the answers. We're going to seek them together and we're going to keep our eyes where it should be, you know? And so I just really appreciate that um, a lot in your ministry, Dr. Jackie. I think it's got a really beautiful um, mark to make on this world for the next. Well, I'm excited to see what, what God's going to do. I really am. Just going to trust him one step at a time. <laughs> That's right. One step at a time. Um, listeners, I'm going to link. And and Dr. Jackie, maybe uh, you would be willing to uh, share with me any recommendations that you have. Uh, we won't talk about them on the air as much, unfortunately, because of the timing. But I just wanted to share one, one um, resource that really just helped me in the last year as I'm processing through this is a book by Rachel Held Evans and it's called Inspired and it's about falling in love with the Bible again and it just for me was very helpful and centering and historically based and I got a lot of really great resources to just keep feeding myself as I enter into that word to make sure I'm entering into it in a place that I understand um, instead of, you know, coming to the hard parts and saying, forget it, right, right. <laughs> coming to the hard parts and not knowing the answers, because the fact is that there are some hard parts in that study. Um, even still, I'll be real honest with you. I read sometimes, you know, like Proverbs and I just, it turns me off because as a woman, I don't feel accepted in that word. And so maybe that's a time, that's a conversation for another time. I, but <laughs> that helps me to center my, recenter myself, um, that book did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can share with you a book that I just uh, finished not too long ago. And, and it's kind of one of those that I feel like I need to go back and reread uh, because I highlighted it so much and it has so many growth opportunities in it. And it is called, it's by Anne Graham Lotz and it's just called Jesus in me. Mm. And so it's really talks awesome. about what it means to allow the Holy Spirit to really access every part of us <laughs> so that we can have Jesus in me. It can be Jesus in me. And it's really a great book. It's not, oh, you know, it's not overly technical. So it, it's not like you feel like, oh, I got to reread that because I don't quite understand it. It's very personal because, you know, she went through some uh, very, um, well, some very traumatic things in her life just over the last uh five years. And so she really personalizes that in that book. So it's a really great resource. I would highly recommend. Well, yay, we got to it. And I will make sure to link both of those. And I will also be putting that on my list because I think that we, um, you know, we need to have good, reliable teachers in this world on this topic. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like we got into d deeper into a conversation, but I love it. And I know my listeners will love it too. And so I have two standard questions for you, Dr. Jackie, um, before we move off of this interview, are you ready for them? I am ready. <laughs> awesome. So the first one is if you could write a letter to yourself at any age or stage, what would you say? If I was going back to write a letter to myself, and I probably would continue to say this to myself today is just you know, get your priorities straight, you know, get your priorities straight, you know, as, as a, as a female that was in, in leadership, 
and a mom, uh, it's hard. You know, um, you, there's so many things that you're trying to juggle, and they're all important. They're all important. But I think that I would have to say to myself, you make your relationship with Christ first. You know, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and, you know, and his righteousness and all these things will be added mm-hmm. unto you. It's like you seek that first. It's not second. You know, it's not like your family can't, you know, or not your job, but seek him first. Then the re- other relationships are going to take care of themselves mm-hmm. because, you know, Jesus isn't this um, <clears throat> person that is, a you know, bang, bang you over the head kind of person. He understands and Jesus loves us and wants what's best for us. And so when we seek him, if I get my priorities straight and try to not let all those other things keep him first, then I think um, I would, and I have to keep telling myself that, telling myself that because I'm a very busy person. Um, so spend time in that relationship first and then the other things will fall into place. So that's probably what I would I keep telling myself and probably what I would put in a letter to myself. <laughs> that's such good wisdom. And I just, in listening to you, it's such a good word. It just calms my heart hearing it. Um, and just that is such an important reminder for us all. Um, honestly, always. Um, and it's an, in when we get that lesson, and you know, and you've lived in that, then you understand why you really don't want to leave that and why we ever do. I don't know. But thank you for that reminder. It's, it's good. So the next one is as an influential woman, if we have listeners who are finding themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, and they need to hear your voice to help them rise up out of it, what would you say? Well, I probably will reiterate a couple other things I've already talked about maybe, but, um, you know, I think as women, especially we have, we can, if we're not careful, our thoughts can just derail us. And so I think one of the things I would say is when you're in that place of fear or doubt, you got to get control of your thoughts because we can let our thoughts run wild. And when we choose to kind of settle into that place of fear and doubt, we're really inviting Satan in to just wreak havoc with us, you know, and um, so we can't do it alone. You know, the Bible says, submit yourself to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. So, you know, you got to get control of your thoughts. And the way to do that is to get into God's word, to get into the word of God, Mm -hmm. to spend time in prayer. Um, I have a tendency to do that in journal, you know, while I'm doing that. But I also have some uh, sermons, some podcast sermons that I listen to on a regular basis that I find are very encouraging to me. Um, I read faith-based books. Um, You know, I just try to get my thoughts on in, you know, and don't let them run away with me. You know, you know, because and, and God's word tells us, you know, we have we have um, he's not given us a spirit of fear. Second Timothy, but he's given us a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. And we just have to flood ourselves with those kinds of things. I've even been known to take. A, in fact, right behind my computer right now, I have Bible verses that I've written on index cards and I put them up behind my computer screen so that. Every day I glance at those and I see those. So if, 
especially in times of fear and doubt. It's important to do that all the time, but especially in times of fear and doubt, you've got to get control of your thought life. Mm, and that can, I can just hear my listeners, um, you know, appreciated that message from you and it clearly landed where it needed to for some. And I know in speaking with others across the years, um, people I love dearly that are just, that is one of the major challenges is getting a hold of those thoughts. It's the self-limiting beliefs. If we don't look to the Christian um, lens on that, that you've just so beautifully provided us, then we just think it's... Um, you know, it's something we can't control. We use some strategies, but they fall away. I really believe what you're saying is so accurate and that what we feed ourselves is really critical. And, um, you know, this, I, I talk about this, I love this in research. And since you mentioned women, we all experience it. Women experience it more as this imposter syndrome. And I look at how the, how the patterns in my life that have been so clearly designed to take me down and reduce my potential have so much to do with the ultimate imposter telling me that I can't, and I have to keep reminding myself that I can, um, and that I will. And it's not because I say it, but because that uh, God has told me that. And so just that strength of reminder and centering is just beautiful. And I love that you've championed this message today. I needed to hear it from you right now, Dr. Jackie. This was good. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> Well, so I know my listeners are going to want to connect with you. And of course, they know I will link all the stuff we've talked about. I will link the way, you know, your website. But is there a preferred way for them to get a hold of you directly if they have some follow-up questions or just want to know a little bit more? Wow. Well, I think, you know, they can reach me like on the Victorious Educators uh, Facebook page um, in that group. I'm on that all the time. And I think they can instant message me through that. Um, I'm on Twitter too, which you'll put that down. And I think they can instant message me that way as well. And I'm pretty sure my website has an email address on it too. So yeah, so that's yes, another way yeah, that they could reach me, but I would, I would love to, you know, have them as many of them as possible, join our, our Facebook group and, and be a part of this, um, this, this supportive uh, community. So wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to that call on your life for taking those steps. I appreciate you for coming out of this champion series and just being very bold and totally you. And I am so grateful that you showed up and that I get to share you with this community. Dr. Jackie, I just wish you so many blessings in this work. Oh, likewise. And just thank you so much for having me. Um, I really like I I, I really prayed about this and I just feel like this was God's timing and um I'm, I'm, I'm just very grateful to you. So thank you so much. Wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Jackie. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.